At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. My name is Arielle Kestenbaum, and I am the founder of Fair Meals, a 501c3 status nonprofit that focuses on easy, healthy, and affordable meal solutions for families of all walks of life. On our website, fairmeals.org, you can find free of charge, tons of tips, tricks, and recipes that encompass our three pillars of health, ease, and affordability. To help continue to make our programming the best it can be, please consider donating to this amazing initiative at fairmeals.org forward slash donate. All right. I hope you guys really enjoyed that time with John Robinson down in that really sweltering heat of Nashville. I mean, it's such a cool place. John is a cool guy. He's got a lot of ability, you know, on the field and off the field, so to speak. And, He truly, as I mentioned, does have the keys to the kingdom. They do it the right way in Nashville. He's got a great relationship with his head coach. He's pulling the strings. That guy is in control. He owns that city right now. Thanks a lot again for being on board with us with John Robinson. Welcome to the GM Journey with Thomas Dimitrov. As we do, let's travel a little bit. Let's go up the East Coast, up the interstate to New York. Let's go to Jetland. Let's go visit Joe Douglas. He's just such a good guy, good, big, tough football man, knows his game, knows what he wants. He's working hard to develop a a winner there in New York. He spent some fantastic time with me, really peaceful time, actually, uh, but very thoughtful time out on Woody Johnson's farm. I hope you guys enjoy it again. He's got some really thoughtful uh, insight on how to lead teams and, you know, how to be a part of a group that really respects their leaders. Again, you have to remember, Joe Douglas came from Baltimore. He was a part of one of the best programs, of course, in our nation, being around Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta. He's ready to take on an organization and he's ready to win. I'm cheering for this guy. This guy's a hell of a person. All right, here we are, Bedminster, New Jersey, in the middle of what you would not imagine the New York Jets to be about. And we're out in the middle of nature. 
with our great friend Joe Douglas. Really excited about having him here. Joe, thanks for spending the time. Oh, awesome to be with you, Thomas. Well, look, we, I was thinking that we were going to be out in the city somewhere, you know, buildings everywhere and cement everywhere. And I asked you, what was the ideal place for us to be sort of representing what you were about? And you said, right here. Where are we, by the way? We're in Bedminster, New Jersey. Um, so th this, is, this is Mr. Johnson's farm. Uh, and you wouldn't think that we're 45 minutes away from, from New York City, but we are. And uh, 1,000 acres, and uh, this is a great place. You know, me growing up in, uh, in Eastern Virginia, um, farmland, produce farms, rivers, um, this, this reminds me of home. You know, being here. Well, I can only imagine coming out here, getting away from it all. I mean, it's it's busy, and there's a lot going on in that GM role. And of course, I, s I spent a lot of time there, no longer, so I'm able to chill and relax. And I'm thinking about you racing over here to try to meet the deadline to get over here at a certain time. And I'm thinking, God bless you. I remember how that was. You know, the funny, very, very funny little story, by the way, when we were first setting this up, and you had mentioned we're going to be at you know Woody's farm. I thought Woody's farm was just some random farm out in New Jersey that you all used. It wasn't dawning on me it was Woody Johnson, and I think, man, how, how you know, I was like flighty with that whole thing. It's just knowing it and seeing what this property is about and to really dig into this area is, must just really settle your world and, and uh, kind of get you on the straight and narrow when you need it, right? Yeah, it brings, brings you back to center. You know, yeah. you have a stressful day, uh, go home, get the dog, bring the fishing pole out here. Uh, just kind of reconnect with nature and get you get you back to center. So let's let's dig into this a little bit. 19 years in the league before getting your general manager spot, right? A lot of hard work along the way. I, I empathize with you at a lot of levels because it took me a long time to get to where I was going, and I and I value that. I'm sure you do. You know Absolutely. that you went through so many levels to get to where you are. You didn't just you know jump into a spot and get lucky. It took a while, and you, you have been around a lot of really talented football people. You finally got your opportunity two years ago. You've spent amazing time with some amazing football people. To name two, Ozzie Newsome and Howie Roseman, two people that, that have a lot of uh, great respect around the league. Could you please first share, just summarize or classify your leadership style, and then share a little bit about both Ozzie and Howie and what you learned, if you were to take away a lesson learned from both of them from a leadership standpoint, what that would be. Yeah, I mean, obviously 15 years with Ozzie in Baltimore, three years with Howie in Philadelphia. Uh, unbelievable experiences, I'm, I'm so blessed. But just my, my own leadership style, um, I, I would describe it as, as inclusive, uh, trying to tr transparency um, and, and trying to communicate as, as much as possible. And I think, I think to great leaders I've been around, you brought up Ozzy. Um, to me, the greatest leaders aren't, aren't the ones that have to coerce you into do, doing something or maybe they give you a rah-rah talk and that wears off. I feel like, especially when you talk about a guy like Ozzy Newsom, Ozzy, Ozzy was, was the person that you just never wanted to let, let him down. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, yeah. we've all been around those types of leaders growing up, you know, whether it's in life or in, in sports. And so... He, he believed in you so much, and he, he gave you all the tools to be as successful as you could be, and you never wanted to let him down. And then with Howie, um, so having those 15 years in Baltimore with Ozzy, then going to Philadelphia with Howie, um, just, just his, his, creative, his creativeness, his, his outside-the-box thinking, I, I think I've, I've tried to pull 
uh, a little bit from from really those two places and, uh, and and try to take it here. Howie's got a really open mind, right? Always on the front edge, and I and I do believe in front edge. I believe in being aggressive. I believe in emerging technology. I know you and I have talked about it over the years. I. I before we were GMs and as we were GMs, we've, we've been able to talk about that. I think it's such an important uh, understanding of always making sure that you're near the front end of the curve. Not always, of course, right. um, but understanding that it is important. And of course, how he is that. And that's, that's been fun to communicate with him over the years that way. Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that, uh, that choice and that process. Again, knowing this, this guy is full of excitement. He is full of talent. I mean, it's got to be exciting for you right now. Oh man, um, you know, just just that, like I said earlier, when we were when we were able to get together and and have those evaluations and come together as a group, and it, it was amazing to see um, how similar that these reports and rankings were mm-hmm. on on quite a few guys, and you know, when we get to Zach, um, you can see people light up when they're talking about him and. You know, just the way he throws the ball, how it comes off his hands, how pure it is, um, you know, it just just the tape, and then and then we take the time to dive in um, on these videos, and our scouts dive into the character, and, and we get to know more about the the person. So uh, you know, by the time that you know we're 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 getting to draft night, you know, everyone's just just excited to just turn this card in. Let's go. Let's get to work. Yeah, there, there's so much emotion involved because you put your heart and soul into it, right, on the evaluation yeah. and all of the discussions. And I remember personally when, when Matt Ryan threw his first pass, I remember being there and there were a lot of, there were a lot of uh, naysayers. It's just the way it is, right? It doesn't matter. Of course. There were a lot of naysayers. And yeah. I remember I was standing up with Arthur and we were watching the very first throw he made. It was a strike to Michael Jenkins for a touchdown. And I'm, I mean, I, I have a sensitive side and emotional side, but not necessarily when I'm watching. And I was like, man, I was just teared How up. Juiced up were you, oh man, man. I, That's I cool. could, I mean, the the excitement to know that here we go, we 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 are on our way to doing really good things, yeah. God willing, of course. I believe in that, and and it was such an emotional time. So. You know, it's going to be really fun to watch how you guys navigate through it all. And it's, it's such an exciting part of, of putting together a team is yeah. getting that quarterback in place and, right. and, and growing with them. So you've been involved with a lot of really power-packed and talented football teams. You know, we talked about them earlier with Baltimore and Philly, Chicago. A lot of really good football players. You've won a lot of games in your tenure prior to becoming a GM. So how does that feel Again, my own experience was I remember being with New England and there was almost an addiction to winning. The more you won, the more you appreciated it and the more you expected it. And then you get into your own rebuild situation like I did back in 08 when I first got to Atlanta. It was complicated in that way because you're so used to winning so yeah. often. Yeah. You have a situation right now where you know, you've had some challenging years uh, as far as the, the organization has had challenging years. How do you keep that group you're the group that you kept, and by the way, which we can talk a little bit about as well, you did not come in here slashing and burning. You kept virtually everyone on the staff, right, on the personnel and the football ops staff. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your decision to do that, and tell me how you keep, you keep morale up and everyone focused and driving forward after some challenging years. Yeah. You know, taking this position, like anything in life, especially with our background and personnel, we do a lot of homework. We, we dive. We make a ton of calls. And... Tell me about the organization. Tell me about ownership. Tell me about the people that are already in place. And every call I made, Joe, 
so many good people in this organization. Yeah. You, you, you're really going to love um, working with some of these guys. This, this is a good place, trust me. And so what I wanted to do was come in and not slash and burn, like you said, to come in and, and give these guys an opportunity, give these guys um, a voice to really, to, to really prove you know, that uh, they, they're going to be able to adjust to this new system. And man, it was, it was, the last two years have been, have been really impressive for me to see how these guys have adjusted, have adapted. Um, they have a voice. Um, there, there's an excitement when they're talking about these guys because ultimately, Tom is like, we're, you know, we're trying to build this consensus on, on, on the type of person and player we're trying to bring in. But ultimately, we want to get guys that every the whole building's excited about getting. Like, you, you know, okay, all right, who, who, uh, tell me the guy you want. I want Michael Carter. Why do you want Michael Carter? Yeah. And you go into all oh, the explosiveness, the versatility. He does this. He loves football. And so, like, given giving them the voice so that they can essentially stay on the table, um, that that's important, right? That's uh, that that inclusion, that inclusion, and 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 the expectation of the candor. And so giving them that opportunity. And so, you know, you're right on the first part of your question. Um, my first year in the National Football League was 2000. As a personnel assistant, I'm, I'm washing cars and picking up guys at the airport, and lo and behold, we win a Super Bowl. Right. So I didn't go through that struggle as a young guy when they moved from Cleveland mm -hmm. and had to really build the thing back up. And so I, you you're, you just re reverse engineer and like why why was this organization so successful? And so you take those points, and like so many things in life, it's the people, right? And the type of person you're bringing in, and so you make it about the people, and um, you you take you take all the things that you felt made Baltimore successful, what, what you felt gave us a chance to win the Super Bowl in 2017 in Philadelphia. Um, what were those traits? What were those qualities when you're building a team? And we've tried to implement that here. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously um, an enormous task t trying to turn turn the ship around. But uh, I, I really do feel like we have the right people to do it. And your personality, you have a pretty even keel personality. Yeah. I mean, you're a tough ass at the core, but you have an even keel personality. You have high expectations, right? One of the things that I've really tried to work on in my own personal life as a general manager and as a leader is my expectations were so high uh, for myself and of myself that I realized they were that much higher for everyone else around me too and at times that's complicated. Yeah. Given your personality however if if someone wasn't you know this is an old-fashioned line towing the line if someone someone wasn't truly walking the walk that you wanted them to walk are you would you be a quick move guy on that person knowing that they're not fitting in or would you are you a person that gives um people like that an opportunity to really fit yeah. in like what is your approach to that you know way? i think each each situation is different i think it would depend on how egregious mm -hmm. this you know act or how how the behavior was but for me I, i'm not a guy that is a uh embarrass someone in front of the group type of guy that's not my style um, I'm the guy that that brings you in one on one. Um, yeah. Hey, you're not meeting these expectations. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how, you know, what 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 we need from you. Um, you know, do you feel like do you, do you agree with what I'm saying? You know, because ultimately, it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just call someone in and say what I need from them and then not, them not say, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. You yeah. know, because I want to know if they think I'm off. 
tell me, tell me why I'm off. Like, I want to know these things. And so let's, let's talk about it. So I think for me, that comes um, very often in, in that, in that one-on-one situation. That's an admirable approach, right? Too often people in your role and formerly my role, I, I think we get to a spot sometimes where we think we have it figured out and that you can keep that in check and understand like, let's talk through this yeah, and let's make sure that we are on the same wavelength. Basically what you're saying, you do give people opportunity to improve and correct. Right. And I think that is, again, it's such an admirable spot to be in. In today's world, it's different, right? Yeah. Years and years ago, 20 and 30 years ago, that wasn't the, the approach to leadership. Yeah, and I think I'm lucky because, trust me, Ozzie Newsom had plenty of reasons to, to get rid of my ass in the first two years. <laughs> we know some, that's not Some the things case. that I screwed up, but he wasn't. He was patient, and that, that's Ozzie to his core. He's patient, and he's, he's never going to let an emotion dictate a decision. And so you try, you try to, to be like that, even though we know it's hard to keep emotions out of this game, especially in this game. Um, but you never want to make a, a decision, especially that magnitude where you're bringing, you're, you're letting, you're going to let someone go um, without a very pragmatic approach. Yeah, that's very good. So if you were to share a piece of advice with like a rising executive about maybe your past and what you, what you think is a really important piece of advice as they're growing through their formative years, and I'm talking before they got to... Yeah. The NFL. I'm talking about maybe our kids' age or the teenagers of the world who are looking and thinking they wanted to run an organization. What? How would you advise them? What would yeah. be a piece of advice? You know, to me, I think self-awareness is such a key thing in, in any walk of life and success in any business, whether it's whether it's business or sports. You know, have, having self-awareness and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. Right. So. Um, you know, if you're if you're admin guy that's trying to get into overseeing all personnel, you work on your weaknesses. Work in, work on your evaluations. Work on mm-hmm. work work on you know if you're if you're a college guy like I was coming up the ranks on the college side, you'll work on your pro evaluations. Get to know more about the the operations side, the admin side. So know have the self awareness to know what your strengths are. Can always continue to work on those, but really attack attack the things that you don't do every day. You know, it's interesting you say that because too often, maybe again, 20 and 30 years ago, it was like myopic football, you focus, you just evaluate players. And one of the things that I realized that I would have done differently, I would have expanded my horizons a little bit more in the time that we had. Of course, we were, had to be focused on what we needed to focus on, but we still had pockets of time that we could have continued to professionally develop and grow. And I, I believe I would have spent more time on some of the bigger picture elements mm-hmm. of building a team yeah. um, uh, along the way. Um, and I think I would, I think that's what you're saying. I think making sure that people really embrace the journey and, and can really learn not just on evalu- evaluating the O&D line, right. that they truly, there are so many other things yeah, that you broaden, can learn. Right. Broaden the horizons. Broaden the horizons. So. And we're, we're, when you're involved with an organization, there's so much at our fingertips that so many people don't have an opportunity. Uh, again, taking advantage of it is, is, is really big. So, so Joe, you have what's called you know, 53. We talk about it often in football. Sometimes it's worth talking about, other times it's not worth talking yeah. about. 53 ultimately is final football say on the roster. Um, interestingly enough, I've, I've had 53 with Mike Smith in my first seven years with the Falcons. And then when Dan Quinn came on, we gave the head coach, 53. You have 53. If you were, again, to advise young up-and-coming general managers about dealing with that topic 
How would you advise them? Yeah, I think my advice would be the, the 53 means nothing if, if you can't collaborate, if you can't, if you can't work hand in hand with this, uh, with this, this coach. To me, um, you know, if, if, you, if you need to hold an org chart over someone's head all the time, it's probably not gonna work out, right? So um, the, mo the most important thing is this, the communication piece that we always, we always bring up and, and, the, and the ability to collaborate and, and have these honest conversations. Well, I think you have such a firm grasp of that, and I think too often I hear people, you know, moaning about it. They want, they don't want, and in the end, you're, you're so right. If that became contentious, I, I think you're, you're, you're doomed for failure yeah. as far as that partnership right. goes. You have such a great reputation around the league, Joe, for being respected by coaches, and that's, a, that's an important thing as a team builder and as a general manager. People respect you because you respect them, you respect how they approach the game as a coach. Uh, you've been around, again, some great coaches as you have team builders. You have a really good understanding of that, the importance of that relationship, having been around Ozzie and Howie and people pairing together, right? Because the GM head coaching relationship is vital. You've been through one with, with Adam Gase now, and you're now with, um, with Robert Sala and do you have an, uh, a feeling and a, and a stance on how you believe that relationship should be between GM and head coach? Yeah, you know, just just in my years and, and, and seeing Ozzy's relationship with with uh, Coach Billick, Ozzy's relationship with Coach Harbaugh, um, Howie's relationship with Coach Peterson, um, th there has to be there has to be trust. Obviously, there has to be trust. I mean, I feel like the two most important relationships in, in the organization are the head coach and the quarterback, the, the head coach and GM, you, you, and you can also include the head coach and the, and the GM's relationship with the owner. Like, the, those are, are probably the most important um, relationships in the building. But it, it, it all has to be based around trust and communication, constant communication. Constant communication. Good and bad. Good and bad. And you, you this is probably a good segue into People often talk about putting together the staffs, and I would say here, and I believe this 100%, and I would say respectfully to the ownership that is listening here, putting together that coaching staff, of course, starting with the head coach, but your coordinators and your position coaches are vital to the success of the team. And it's not just a flippant, you know, putting together a group because, you know, head coaches want this guy and this guy because they're loyal to him. It's making sure that you put together the right coaches that are gonna help your your talent thrive. That is that is so important. How involved are you personally in the construction of the coaching staff, along with Robert coming into this year? Yeah, I thought one of the coolest things um, in talking with Coach Sala throughout throughout the uh, interview process was just his thoughtfulness on and his approach on on building his staff and 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 every every detail um, and every personality that he was going to bring into the building. So so for me, um, I, I I just feel like things can really get off the tracks if if the GM is pushing pushing people on the on the head coach's staff so for me I, if I can be a resource um, if I've worked with a coach and I can give the head coach an opinion if he's thinking about uh, one coach versus the other and I can give him an opinion on, on you know how, what I thought the, how that coach developed players and um, you know I, I'm there to be that resource but uh, I, I'm not I'm not there to, to force to force any coach down down another coach's throat. 100% agree, 
And I think having candor to be able to talk about the coaches, just like I have always expected the head coach that I was pairing with to be very honest with me about some of the people in football administration or scouting staff. I remember pushing both Mike Smith and Dan Quinn very directly. Tell me if you don't think someone is living up to the standard of this organization. I'm not offended. Let's talk about it. Ultimately, it will be my choice as a general manager who and what director I want around me or whoever it may be on the scouting side. And it's the same on the coaching side. But I want to be able to have those conversations. And then ultimately, it is the coaches. Uh, it's, it's their duty, of course. Yeah. And, and that, I guess the next question would be the same way with your owner. Your owner has a really good understanding, correct, of letting the head coach take that ball and run with it. Is that right. correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So which leads me into my next question. If you had a group of owners who are asking you to humbly advise them on exactly what you feel, again, how would you say you think it's important to put that GM head coaching relationship together at the top? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think what what you're trying to do is you're trying. Obviously, we're in this business to win championships, mm-hmm. um, and the culture of each organization is is different based on the owner, but that that relationship has to be one of the strongest relationships in the building. It, it just has to be. So, um, you know, the, G, the GM, the GM's role, um, he, he has to be, there, there has to be shared beliefs at the end of the day on what's important to a successful team. And, you know, you go through the interview process with the GM to determine what his values are and try to match them up with the, with the head coaches. Do you think that an ownership owner and or an ownership group should 100% believe in the people that they have at that spot and give them the proverbial keys to do their job and, of course, always have their opinion because it's their, their football team. But do you think that's really important? Or, or do you think, or do you think the, the owner still, has, um, still should be in a spot where they are giving directive? Do you yeah. want to steer clear of that? No, no, I, no, I don't. I, I feel like it's, an, it's a column. Colin Powell line that he used to say, "I serve at the I serve at the pleasure of the president," you know. So um, at the end of the day, we serve at the pleasure of the owner. So the owner, the owner, um, there needs to be some uh, a sense of direction on on what can, you know, what what are the most important things culturally that you want to add to the franchise. Um, so you know, I think it comes back to candor. It comes back to communica- communication for sure, and being. You know, just being direct and yeah. being able to share what's what's real and what's right, and and hopefully you can you know circumvent the issues that that would present themselves uh, by being very communicative. Right. And I, I think you know obviously you are that person, and I think that's what you know will help make this place thrive, and you'll continue to thrive in, in your situation. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So you're a very bright and thoughtful person. Um, you have a really good understanding, as we talked a little bit earlier, about making sure you're treating people around you in the, in the right way. And, you know, your thoughtful side makes me want to ask you, what are you most encouraged about going into the next five or ten years in our league? Yeah, I think, I think you know, some of, the, some of the moves that you've seen recently and, you know, uh, think about George Payton and, and the Broncos and, um, you know, they're, they're elevating females in, in the football ops world and the personnel world. I, I, think that's, I think that's outstanding. I think that's, um, that's something that we, we tried to do in Philadelphia. I know they're doing it in Philadelphia. I know how he's doing it in Philadelphia. And, you know, that's, that's something that we're, we're, we're rolling with here. And, um, you know, I, I just think that the, there's a unique perspective and insight um, that, 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 comes, that comes from uh, you know, just different viewpoints. Um, so I think I, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really encouraged by that, and it's something that we're, that's important to us as, as well in New York. So the league is making some major strides, uh, still quite a ways to go, and that's respectfully, of course. Your, your organization and where you're going and where the league is going and you, you know we could sit there and ask you you know give me give me the names of your your you know underrepresented rising stars and the reality is you have some really talented people here people of color and women within your organization that will thrive hopefully in many years to come that you're really excited about without getting into a ton of detail about that that's got to be exciting for you knowing that you're going to do your part in helping these people grow and evolve as potential general managers or high-level executives in this league. Yeah, I mean, that's you. You want you want to help. You want to help players achieve their goals. You want to help the people in, in your department achieve their goals too. And and ultimately, I can remember saying in one of our one of our meetings uh, with the group, like I, I hope that there's ten general managers in here, and I hope that yeah. you're all way better than me. Like if I can, I, I want to help you guys achieve that goal. Um, you know, and uh, let, let's let's work together. Let's have fun. Let's uh, roll up, roll our sleeves up, and, and uh, get this thing going. So, you know, I think I think every every um, good leader should strive for that, right? I think that um, that's such a cool legacy to, to leave. If you have, I think of Bill Walsh, and I think of certain, you know, some of these you know, elite leaders in, in the game of football, and how many how many uh, great coaches and personnel people came from that branch and. Um, you know, and I, I, I never had the opportunity to meet Coach Walsh, but I gotta imagine that was such a uh, unbelievable accomplishment for him. Oh yeah, I sit there and I think about it uh, without getting a ton of detail about this. In October, when I got fired, I was in such a spot where I was so ready. Thirteen years in, I was at a really interesting mentoring uh, mindset spot, and 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 I really wanted to continue to help people grow. And like that, it was taken from me. Um, again, I'm not crying in my, in my soup, so to speak. 
I just, that was where my head was. Yeah. That many years in, I thought, I'm ready to really continue to help a lot of people grow. And unfortunately, it, it, you know, it, it didn't happen. But I think about it now in a lot of ways, and I'm hoping to, in my own way, outside of being involved with the team, be able to continue to help people you know, grow and, and learn and, and share what I think. You know, we've, we learn a lot in this business as we're going, and we learn quickly. Yeah. And uh, to be able to be in that spot, I guess one of the pieces of advice that I would give to people that are in your, your role right now, uh, five, seven, ten years in, really start looking at that at a lot earlier age than in your 13th mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. because I think we can provide so much um, to so many great people, um, not only not only you know in, in the diversity and inclusion side, but in so many levels within an organization. And your organization is going to be so incredibly fortunate to be around you in the years to come, given the person you are and the soulful person you are. I mean, uh, I, I love that. I think it's the way to do it. You're still, again, you're still so driven and focused. But to be able to have that side where you can understand and help share and help people grow is is wildly. Um, Again, admirable. So what's your belief, Joe, regarding life balance as a general manager in the National Football League? Yeah, it's tough, right? Um, it's something It's something that's uh, that a lot of people struggle with, with. And so you get in this mode, you take this job, and you're, like I said before, you're trying to turn turn this giant ship around. And that's your, you, you almost have blinders on. It's like, God, that's all your focus, turn the, Changing culture, bringing the players, you know, coaching staff, whatever it is, and you're, it's easy, it's easy to sometimes um, forget about the, the major support system you have, um, but that's something that that we, we can't ever let happen, and you know, um, encourage, we encourage all our guys don't don't miss a game, don't miss don't miss a recital, you know, I never I never I never want to be. I never want to be the um, the guy that misses the major the major life events. So, um, I mean, there, there's so much support at, at 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 home with my family, and just you know, this is a tough life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, not only the hours, but you know, for me personally, we've going from Baltimore to Chicago, Chicago to Philly, Philly to here. You know, we moving the family quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, that puts a lot of stress. And so, I think it's important to. Um, to understand that, to um, try to spend as much time with you, with with your family as possible. One of the one of the coolest memories I think I'll I'll ever have is being able to have that first draft at home oh, with my family right there. I mean, that was one of the coolest things ever. It's never never how you pictured your first draft as a general manager to go, but I couldn't have had a better a better first draft um, in terms of the environment. You know, being at home with with the ones you love the most. That that picture of you with your children there and your you know being amid your family is so embedded in my mind. Just watching you, watching how proud you were to have your people around you, while you're proud to be making your first picks to help build a football team. That was amazing for me. It was that it was on the opposite side of my career, basically as a general manager, and it meant the world to me to have my son Mason beside me. Yeah. Because I've never uh, had an opportunity cool. to do that. Yeah. He would pick up phones and, yeah, Coach Belichick, here's Thomas, or whatever it may yeah. have been. It was, a, it was a really cool thing, as you know. So, again, we're, we're very fortunate to have experienced that. It was complicated, yeah. believe me. Oh, but, man. But we pulled it off. You're so busy with this job. Again, there's so much on your plate. We know it. 
and uh, we at times think we have a little bit of time to, to find our release. This is some of your releases you said. I've often been interested in asking people in your role, do you study, do, have, you, have you been reading books in any of your off time to professionally develop, whether it's leadership or whether it's team building? I'm really curious. Yeah, so we had a, quite a few West Coast trips this year, mm -hmm. and so I was able to read a few books um, on, the, on the trip out and the trip back, um, mainly books on leadership. One of the, one of the books I loved was um, the biography on General George Marshall called Soldier and Statesman. And uh, an outstanding book just on his principles of leadership. And you know, one, one of the cool principles I thought he had was candor. And that was his expectation, uh, was that every soldier under his command could speak his mind freely. It was demanded that he speak his mind freely. And if, if, there, was a, if there was a mistake in this plan, he wanted to know about it. He didn't, it didn't, want, he didn't want hindsight to be 2020, let me know now. And so I think that's, that's, one of, that's one of the things that I loved about Ozzy is that if one of the many is that you, had, you did the work, you had a voice. And um, that's the expectation here too is, is full candor. Full candor is so important. Do you also believe in the delivery, however? Like you can't just be like rough house running in and right. bull in a china shop, right? No, I think there's, there's a respectful way to, 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 to present mm -hmm. th that message. Right. Um, like you said, you're, you're not going to come, come in and be disrespectful and, and be a jerk about it. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a right way to present it. And when you present the right way, I mean, how far that goes. I, I am yeah. a big believer in, in semantic responsibility is what I like to call it. But I, I think there's a way to deliver it and get your point across much better than if you're, you know, if you're losing control, of yeah. course, which you would never have and nor would I ever have in that situation. So I think uh, obviously people take the lead. Last question, and I ask everyone this. If there were to be one question that you feared that I was gonna ask in this conversation slash interview, what would it be? Well, I would say since we're out here and ask me if, I'd, <laughs> if I was hunting and killing any animals out here. No, I would never <laughs> ask you that because it, it, it seems ripe for a lot of really good outdoor activity. And yeah. um, I'm, sure, I'm sure out here, there's probably a lot of fishing out here, right? A lot of fishing, catch yeah. and release. Catch and release, yeah. yeah. And, a lot, a lot uh, of good bass out here. Do you guys shoot uh, skeet out here, or what do you guys do? There, there's, you know, um, out in the field, there, there's a great field for, for shooting uh, clay pigeons. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Not great. foul. Yeah, okay, we can, we'll do the clay pigeons. Clay, clay yeah, pigeons, yeah, yeah. I get it. Well, that's, that's good. Well, hey, look, I really appreciate this. It was fantastic. I, I love your approach. And again, you're such a soulful, soulful person, and, and uh, just knowing how fortunate these people are to have you around here is, is going to be so fun to watch over the years to come. And, and all the best as you're putting this together with a new quarterback and a new head coach. Both of those guys have fantastic energy. I, I can't wait to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate you, too. God bless you, brother. Yeah, thank, thank you. you thank you. Okay, once again, I hope you guys enjoyed that journey with Joe Douglas. You know, Joe's, a, Joe's the guy to do it. He has a big task in front of him here in, in New York, of course. But this guy is football again through and through. Having come from an organization like the Baltimore Ravens, he knows what it means to build a winner. He knows what it means to lead properly and appropriately. Um, I think he's the guy to do it. Keep an eye on Joe Douglas. Uh, again, I hope you enjoyed it. As we normally do, let's, let's jet set across the country and uh, let's spend some time with a guy who truly had a task in front of him and accomplished the ultimate goal, and that was winning the Super Bowl. 
We've been waiting for this one all season. Let's meet with Les Snead out in Los Angeles. Let's hang out on the beach with him a little bit and have some great conversation. You'll get a chance to see what the best general manager in the National Football League to date has to say about team building and winning and honestly about F them picks. Enjoy the journey. You have been listening to the GM Journey with Thomas Dimitrov. Continue to follow Thomas as he interviews GMs from your favorite NFL teams. The GM Journey has been produced by Alan Kastenbaum, Thomas Dimitrov, and Octagon Entertainment. Don't forget to download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The GM Journey is distributed by the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.